Getting good. We're getting really good, and it's not because we're practicing. Welcome to Manfully Alive Podcast. If you have never tuned into Manfully Alive Podcast, I am your host, Mike with a mic, and next to me is Deacon Nick. Manfully Alive comes from the quote from St. Irenaeus, the glory of God is manfully alive. Well, I I got to say, Nick, I, I want to experience the glory of God. And the only way that we can do that, according to St. Irenaeus, is to become these men fully alive. Yes, fully alive, fully in love, knowledgeable, peaceful, loving. Yeah, but all those things. We can't do that if we become complacent and just accept our own sinful nature as the best that we're going to get. That's so. right. We've got to excel. We have to break through that ceiling. Mm. I want to. Just kidding. Fly um, away. <laughs> the episode that you are tuning into is the beginning of a five-part series called The Search for Happiness. Search for Happiness. Part one. Nicholas, why don't you give it the formal introduction? Search for Happiness, part one. Is pleasure, why not? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Pleasure. Why not? You got to say it like a question. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. Pleasure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, do you want to kick us off with a prayer? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that okay, that's awesome. Yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah. All right. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, you are good and gracious and loving, and we come before you hoping to become men fully alive. And we need your grace. We need your strength. And we ask you to help us to raise our hearts and minds through your word to know how to seek you and to allow you to seek us and transform our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So pleasure, why not? One of the uh, most frequently misunderstood and and frankly, mistaken parts of being a man is the experience of pleasure. Yes, our, our culture gets it wrong all the time because we, out of the gate, get it wrong because we assume that happiness is the pursuit of pleasure. Yeah. But, uh, but luckily, we have a great scripture today that kind of illustrates for us uh, that that's not necessarily so. Why don't you uh, Why don't you take us away? What What What's our scripture reading? So, uh, in the past, we've always looked at the gospels, but now we're kind of opened to to everything within the scriptures. And so today, we're going to go into the Old Testament of Ecclesiastes, chapter two, uh, the first eleven verses. So, uh, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from Ecclesiastes. I said to myself, "Come now." I will make a test of pleasure, enjoy yourself. But behold, this also was vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of pleasure, what use is it? I searched with my mind how to cheer my body with wine. My mind still guided me with wisdom, and how to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven during the few days of their life. I made great works, I built houses, I planted vineyards for myself, I made myself gardens and parks, and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. 
I bought male and female slaves. I had slaves who were born in my house. I had also great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasures of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, man's delight. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me, and whatever my eye desired, I did not keep from them. I kept my heart from no pleasure, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil I had spent in doing it, and behold, all was vanity, and a striving after wind, and there was nothing to be gained under the sun. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a pretty powerful reading. It's, it, it's uh, I think, a little poetic, uh, but at the same time, pretty direct in terms of all these things that uh, he, he strives after. Now, uh, this is, in, at the very beginning of Ecclesiastes, he introduces himself as the son of David. So this is Solomon. Solomon is, is trying to find his way. And he's trying everything to find happiness. And so he tries wine. He tries uh, having lots of possessions. He tries uh, sleeping around with concubines and slaves. He has gold and silver. He has all the things anybody would ever want. He's, he's the richest of anyone who had ever yeah. existed. Anything that it was, it was pleasing to my eye, I did not keep from it. Right? That's right. He, he, gave, he allowed himself to entice himself with anything and everything under the sun. Uh, and he, he found himself wanting. He found himself dissatisfied there was not enough things in the world to fill his heart to fill his desire um he says all is vanity all is like chasing after the wind you know try yeah. catching the wind you, you can't it, it, it slips through your fingers yeah exactly yeah uh, can be felt can be felt but can't be grasped that's right yeah that's right and that's the nature of whenever you're talking about pleasure is it's temporary and it's fleeting unless it's rooted in something lasting and something real. Um, so the beauty of being a human being is you get to choose in the things that you delight, right? That's right. We, we have the ability to shape that which we find desirable. We have the ability to shape that which we find contemptible. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, it takes time. We live in time, and we live on a path or through a journey in our life. And I don't know about you, but I've not met very many men who haven't passed through this part of their life, where they've tried to seek happiness in and through pleasure. Um, and some stay there for a very, very long time. Some stay there, unfortunately, forever. Um, but I think it is the wise man who comes to the conclusion that all this treasure, all this fame, all this power, all this wine and drink, all this sleep, all this sex, in the long run, doesn't really please, doesn't really fulfill. Um, and yet, our society still gives us that message. That's what you should go after. That's what's going to make you happy. You know, be the biggest, baddest, most awesome man and go and, and conquer the world and sleep with all these people, yeah. um, and then you'll be happy. Yeah but it's not true. Well, and that's, that's 
it, it does spit in the face of what common culture would say is to say that our senses lie, right? Yeah. And so hedonism in its, in its most basic sense, if, if you're talking about hedonism, it's the belief of doing what feels right and that the body will lead you to that which feels right. Well, what do we know about the body? So uh, your eyes can easily be distracted, right? Um, you, can look at, you can look at things that you're supposed to look at, and you can look at things that are clearly not things you should be looking at. Yeah. Um, you can offend someone with your eyes just from where you're looking or who you're looking at or what part of them you're looking at when you're looking at them, especially in a, in a, in a man-centric world. Um, you know, we are called to be leaders. I mean, we, we would desire that there'd be some level of equality between men and women, but what we find is... If we are supposed to be the leaders of our homes, we have to lead with some level of respect and some level of honesty. That's right. To that end, but and, then and some some sort of control over our eyes. Yeah, some but governance. Our, but our other senses uh, uh, betray us as well. I mean, the body desires comfort, right? I mean, yeah. that's why we sit in couches these days instead of hard chairs for the most part, or or we have exceedingly comfortable beds if we want to spend enough to to get the very best. Um, and sure, that's pleasurable, but in the long run, we have to continually ask ourselves, is that fulfilling? Is that our destiny? Is that what we're made for? Yeah. Comfort, pleasure. Has, has all of these pleasures done good things for me? Do I, do I actually sleep better now that I'm surrounded in memory foam? That not only doesn't forget your imprint, but it doesn't forget the heat that's coming off your body and it <laughs> likes to remind you with it, right? But diving in more more importantly to what do those things lead to is they lead to the end that they're seeking so if it's if it's sounds that you're trying to hear maybe it's uh words of affirmation maybe it's i just need people to hear what i have to say maybe it's my opinion maybe i just want to hear other people say you're right mm -hmm. or maybe i just want to hear other people say enough you win yeah right these senses these things all are guided based off their own end, right? And Christ came to us to deliver us from the slavery of original sin. And original sin was that which came from our more base instincts of, I want that food, so I'm going to eat it. Mm -hmm. So that pleasure that naturally comes from that is what got us in the, in the trouble in the first place. That's right. That's right. And it continues to do so. Our our, our desires for pleasure betray us because they make everything about us. And in the long run, what we come to realize is that our happiness is not based in our pleasure or the fulfilling of our bodily and sensory desires. There's so much more yeah. to what fulfills a person on the deepest level, on the level of the soul, on the level of, of God. And so... Um, you know, men, I, I understand it. I've been there. I've sought after these things. I've been like Solomon. I spent years seeking food and sleep and sex and pleasure of all kinds of, 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 of a variety throughout our society. Um, every kind of music, every kind of friendship. Um, and they always, always left me with a sense of dissatisfaction. I remember, too, hearing a story. A, uh, a a guest speaker came to the school, and, and I'm terrible. I'm not very good at sports, but this guy who played sports, and he was relatively famous, um, 
was playing football. And he'd spent, of course, his whole life training. He started playing football in middle school, played in high school, played in college. He finally got accepted to the pros. And he's at his first game, and he was a kicker, and he was going to go out, and he had to uh, you know, kick the ball. And he goes out on the field, and the, and the crowd is cheering. I mean, tens of thousands of people cheering. And he looks around, and he, think, and he thought to himself, I was amazed. He, he, he came, and he witnessed us. He says he, he went out on the field, and he thought to himself, is this it? Is this all there is? A bunch of people standing on their feet cheering? Is this what I've worked my entire life for? And it, and it struck him as less than, as unfulfilling. And I think that's, experience, that's the experience that all of us in the end will have um, when all we do is seek pleasure in our life. It simply cannot fulfill. Um, and I don't think you know, his pursuit of football was a pursuit of pleasure other than the fact that he loved the game. But he realized that it wasn't the fulfillment he thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like more prevalent places where pleasure is found for men. Um, the one that comes to mind is is in one of the things you said is sex, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Any man out there has struggled with some level of temptation towards the sins of the flesh, right? Uh, so pornography is rampantly accessible in the world that we live in. And uh, any movie streaming service out there has some level of content that is not appropriate. And so when this world has changed its format so much so that things that are not appropriate uh, are so easily accessible, right? Yeah. And, and we have all these things where uh, right now in the world, uh, Violence against women is at an all-time uh, high as far as one of the hot-button issues. Uh, yeah. the, the sexual uh, predators in the in the world. And, and you and, have uh, sex trafficking. Yeah, now. you have sex trafficking now. And all of this is a very hot-button issue on political places. But at the exact same time, we see a rampant example of this in all of the media that we watch. There's abuse towards women. There's there's violence. Uh, there's there's sexual abuse towards women in many of the TV shows that are all in a dramatic format. But yet we find it so much more prevalently seen. Yet it's it's universally condemned. And so when we're in the quiet and and it's just us in an internet connection, that's the point at which most men find themselves drawn to giving in to that pleasure just for selfish reasons in the form of pornography and masturbation. And when you think about that, at the end of that act, a man has created a neural pathway where his, his brain has uh, extracted or uh, uh, produced dopamine, causing him to have a temporary high at the moment of, of him having an orgasm and he's now created a neural pathway that says this person at this point doing this thing has caused me pleasure. Right. And it's very fleeting. You feel, you feel terrible after that. Um, and the, the thing that follows it immediately is, is I just need to go to sleep or I'm tired or I'm whatever. But the, the more times that this happens and the more, uh, normalized quote unquote 
this is, that this is some sort of acceptable or, or, or even marketed as healthy behavior is so false because what you're doing is you're creating expectations for whoever your future or current spouse is. And if they don't rise to those uh, pick your own pleasure formats that are found in these in these video and in these all these just disgusting formats that are out there, You've just set yourself up to have an unfulfilling marriage that you yourself found yourself so drawn into in the first place. And so a man really is reaping or sowing seeds that he will later reap that will cause just nothing but pain, all because of the pursuit of an immediate pleasure. So we have really two things going on here. First, we have a systemic problem within society that says that the seeking of pleasure is a good thing. And it makes uh, licit all those things that should be illicit, especially pornography, and says, go ahead, and gives permission. Then, on the individual level, we have the person himself who struggles with uh, the wide availability of such uh, uh, material. And then, unfortunately, unbeknownst to them, will oftentimes find themselves in a situation where... uh, without even trying, they are all of a sudden an addict. You become an addict to uh, pornography as soon as you create, as you said, those dopamine uh, tracks within your brain that react to, over and over again, the stimuli. And you're right, it sets up false expectations within relationships, especially within marriage. And so it's a systemic problem that starts with a society that says that uh, illicit sex is okay, and goes to the individual who practices it, and then it goes to destroying a marriage. This is precisely the the journey by which all things in terms of seeking pleasure end. And, and so often we see them in different kinds of addictions. It can be pornography, of course, but it can also be gambling. It can be, oh my gosh, now it's over 300 million that whatever Powerball or Mega Millions is again, and I have to play, and I have to double down, and I have to play again. It can be alcohol. It can be alcohol. It can be drugs. It can be oversleeping. It can be, be laziness. It could be, yeah, just purely comfort of, uh, I just, I'm just not ready to do anything. You and know? to the extent that we put any of those things over and above relationships, we are going to lose. We are going to find ourselves unfulfilled, and we're going to not seek or not not we'll be seeking but we will not find happiness yeah Yeah. which is what we're called to it's not just to be a light right christ said i might not just so that you have joy but you might have it in its fullness and so the route that christ is offering us is one of self-sacrifice and 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 frankly self-denial of saying i have this urge but i know it not to be healthy for me and i know it not to bring me anything but long-term pain if I let this this driving desire lead me down a, a place of self-service only. Yeah. So that's the first part of Ecclesiastes. We're going to have four more parts as we're seeking or searching for happiness. Um, but I think there's several things, several challenges that we can make this week. But particularly because I think pornography is such an issue in our culture because it's not only widely produced, but widely consumed as well. Uh, Men, I want to give you some hope. I want you to know that it is possible to heal from the use of pornography. 
It is possible to heal those, those dopamine tracks within your brain. It is possible to heal your heart and heal your relationships. But that does not come without work. That does not come without intentionally trying, intentionally seeking the help you need, whether it be through accountability with other brothers who are trying to do the same, or seeking a counselor to find the emotional roots for your addiction. Why is it that you turn to pornography? But healing is possible and should be sought. So brothers, I encourage you, I challenge you to take the next step to find those people in your life you need to help you with this addiction. The root word of disciple is the same root word as discipline. And to grow in the discipline of choosing the better thing takes time. So be patient with yourself. Know that you're not going to get it right. Please understand that despair does not come from our Lord. Despair comes from the devil. And despair says, no, it won't get better. No, you can't beat this. No, there's nothing better than what you could have just here by yourself. And I got to tell you, every single one of those things that you're going to tell yourself is a lie. And that's the tempter. That's, that's Satan in your ear. He's in your brain saying, hey, listen, you can't beat this. Just give in, just give in, just give in. And he is lying to you. So there is peace. There is a, a beautiful relationship with your spouse. There is a holy relationship with you and your children of, of what a man can be when they see an example of love. And there are true pleasures out there when you fully accept your vocations and you fully live them in every aspect and every area of your life. So to conclude, this has been part one on the search for happiness. Pleasure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's close in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we know there are uh, skeletons in all of our closets, and those skeletons could be uh, laziness. It could be procrastination. It could be addiction to our cell phones. It could be uh, addiction to to specific types of shows or specific specific types of content. It could be addiction to sports. Uh, could be addiction to uh, to to telling more more of a story than what actually happened. To uh, to just bending the truth a little bit. Help us to seek out those things that are pleasure based uh, decisions that are not of you, and help us to put a stop to them. Give us guidance, give us wisdom, and help us to seek out other men pursuing holiness and help us to grow in friendship with those men so that we can pull each other and our families to heaven. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. For a Man Fully Alive podcast, my name is Mike with the mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Have a great week.